A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Thank you very much for giving a listen to the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. We have made it to a quarter century, gentlemen. This is episode 25 and a massively, uh, well, plenty of action to discuss, not least the culmination of the Six Nations Championship, which we will get to, as well as all loads of other guff, uh, which you're going to hear from myself. I'm Tim from JB. Hi, Tim. I'm from Phil. Hi, Tim. I was going to ask Phil how you're playing, but you're injured. So how's your DIY going? Got, uh, got your chairs in the house and yeah, done yet? Chairs successfully delivered by a man in a van. Curtain rail put up wow. by, by myself and my housemate. It only took two weeks for the wow. two of us. Two weeks? Yeah. It's good. I'm pretty impressive. So everything's coming on nicely. <laughs> JB, uh, did you play? No, I didn't. I spent all weekend travelling. I had a terrible weekend. Um, actually, the bits when I saw people were nice. But uh, just go- I went to London. Uh, actually, to me like this, I stayed in Notting Hill all weekend. Wow. Yep. My word, another middle-class jaunt. So that's two weekends in London. Two weekends in London, yeah. Why, why, why? Oh, um, future father-in-law's 70th. Oh, right. So, but two hours on a train down there. You can't go anywhere in London without having to get several modes of public transport first. It's absolutely yeah. horrendous. Uh, and then we get here just to really... The International Rugby Centre, for anyone who's been here, which is only us three, has got <laughs> the least secure and least convenient security system in the world. You drive up to the barrier, there's a man stationed 100 yards away from the barrier who's playing on his iPad or something, he gets up, he walks across the car park, presses a button on the front of the gate, the gate opens, and he walks back. It's neither secure nor convenient. Try imagine that at quarter to five in the morning, which is when I come to work Monday to Friday, and the guy is normally having a... He's got his feet up having a nap, so I have to go and wake him up first. Anyway, listen, there's loads of rugby to talk about, and obviously the, the big storyline is Ireland's victory in the Six Nations and Brian O'Driscoll's final game. But JB has insisted we we mention the LV Cup final first. Damn right, your boys did a job. Yep. The what did someone say on Twitter today? The Exeter Terrestrials, yeah. the new fan club. Um, Trillions of ex- Exeter Terrestrials will be delighted with that. Exactly. Yeah, Chris Christian on Twitter with that uh, witty comment and his silly girl's name. People are very happy. There's a feel good factor. I, I didn't see the full game. I saw Manoa's try for Northampton. And I, I saw the last half an hour. I followed it uh, on Twitter via the awful Vir- Virgin Trains Wi-Fi. <laughs> it's so. intermittent to say oh, the least, that, isn't awful. it? Awful. Yeah. yeah, you can't rely on that. Uh, we've got some uh, loads of things to look forward to. We have got a brilliant 15 this week, which was JB's idea, uh, which is the Brush With The Law 15. Or Jailbirds fi- or 15. Jailbird 15. It's... I'm pretty confident most of mine have either been to jail or been threatened with jail. Yeah, f- rugby players who've uh, who've had some skirmishes with the law, let's put it like that. But plenty of rugby to talk about in the Six Nations. And I, I thought we should start with a word from Bod on his last game. So this was Bod straight after the final whistle. Well, within a few minutes of the final whistle, 
talking to Talking Rugby, who've kindly supplied us with the audio. And this is Brian O'Driscoll. I played on for one more year for, you know, hopeful to get a victory against the All Blacks. It didn't happen. And to win a Six Nations. Um, and that did happen. So, can't have it all, but take the bits that you get. And uh, it's been been a fantastic uh, Six Nations for us. I've enjoyed every second and whatever it is, 45 minutes an hour after the game. And I, I don't really want to take this jersey off yet because I know when I take it off, that'll be the last time. It'll be weird if I put it on at home and start walking around in it. So, so yeah, I'm kind of dragging the arse out of it a little bit. Some of the post-match chat from Brian O'Driscoll there. Is there another country in the Six Nations that has a player in modern times held in the sort of esteem he's held in? I mean, I, I look at instantly. I sort of thought Martin Johnson, but I mean, he he won a World Cup and then retired. Yeah, and and people remember I mean, him for that. But there's there's a sort of warmth and love. Yeah, universe isn't all, there for Brian O'Driscoll? They're, they're few and far between. I mean, the only ones uh, I can think of is probably Wales. Uh, Gavin Henson, Shane, Escipione <laughs> uh, in, in England. <laughs> um, do you reckon Shane Williams is held in as high esteem? Nah. I, I think I he's, think so. he's close, but not yeah, not quite. Um, no, is the answer? Yeah, just simply I, no. I don't think there's there's anyone. Maybe some of the Welsh stars from like the sixties and seventies, but you know, even then, yeah, it was different back then. I don't, and I don't also, the Irish are slightly crazy as well, so they do hold on to things. It could only happen in Ireland that this this level of um, because the, when you look at Johnny Wilkinson's career. He had so many injuries and so many gaps not playing. Mm. He reached the World Cup final and won the World Cup. So an yeah. incredible career. And and, mu- and he was massively loved and was the biggest name in the sport for, for several years. But yeah, I don't but know, he's not idolised like... Um, no. Pro- I mean, Bruno no. Driscoll could literally lead people over cliffs if he... Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. If he asked. If he had a load of Kool-Aid <laughs> in a room and he told them there was a spaceship <laughs> waiting for them. <laughs> if you drink that Kool-Aid, they would. They, it absolutely would do. Yeah, they would. They would. I just, I think Richie McCaw and Dan Carter will be similar, especially well, Rich, well Richie McCaw in New Zealand. I, I think that so Richie McCaw's now injured again after having been injured. Dan Carter I don't, has he actually played yet this this season? I know he's been injured this season. Yeah. So I think they're in danger of limping out rather than going out with a bang like it's like, such a like shame, Bod though. really has done, and Bod's still got the rest of the season to potentially win Rabo. Direct and the Heineken Cup. Imagine the rubble. <laughs> but what a finish that could be. Yeah. He can absolutely still do it. He's still one of the best in the world and he's gone. It's a, it's a real shame. Uh, I, I think it's good. I think he's, he's picked the right time. It's the right time for him. Who will play next now? Who, who, who will be their 13 of the future? Fergus McFadden. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. You're very, very lucky if you can choose to go and the moment you choose to go is when you've just recently broken the world record number of test appearances of any player in the history of the sport and you lead your country to a very rare Six Nations victory. Yeah, uh, only the second time since he's been yeah. uh, been playing. And a rare victory away in Paris is the, is the yeah. win that gets it, which which has had a controversial end. And I thought another thing, we should maybe just relive the, the last the minute of that game because the, the tension, I mean, I, I, I was watching it not being an Irishman or a Frenchman, my heart was racing. I was thinking, wow, what's, what's going on here? The right call was made, but this is the forward pass being and the try being disallowed in the last minute. Oh. I've just realised this is just the video. All right, he's just... Pick and just scored. They're all celebrating. Okay, fine. 
Steve Walsh is coming over. TMO's having a word. We can't even hear that. Okay, Steve, you oh. see that? Yeah. Yeah. What are we saying here? We're, like, it definitely drifts forward. Does it leave his hands forward? Or is it flat and then drift forward? What are they talking about? Does it go forward or does it not go forward? Well, no, hands backwards. Which is a strange rule. What, a, what weird people. Gareth, you may have to assist me here with some HD vision. <laughs> what? Forward pass, mate. I've got it. Yeah, for me, that's... Oh, well done, you heroes. No. Wow. What a waste of time. It's not a law written down. That's an interpretation about the looking for the hand. Is it, is it not a, uh, a recent like addendum, a clarification yeah. on the law? How do, does but, the ball go forward? Is well, it passed back? Does it go forward? I mean, that is, that is it. But this this rule was brought in because if you're travelling fast, if you're at top speed and you pass, mm-hmm. the, because of the momentum, because you're actually going forward, your hands can go backwards, but the ball can travel forwards. That, the player who passed it was stationary. He's not travelling at full speed, so the momentum rule, which I know is not written down, yeah. never applies. That ball went forward; it would it finished in front of where but he it's was a little stood. Bit more difficult than that because it's not it's not just oh your hands going backwards. Your hands can go backwards, and you can still release the ball forward. Well, the right decision was made anyway. Yes. But yeah. a tense finish. The one thing I loved was the pictures that got captured of the England team during yeah. that moment because obviously they thought, wow, have we just won the Six Nations Championship? They were all dressed up in some swanky dick gear just about to go out to a dinner party. Oh, I'll tell you what, the England squad have got lovely suits. Yeah, those suits look good. Yeah, they, yeah, they all look really sharp. Who makes them? It's, I, I know it's the French company with the pink bow ties, what they call uh, Eden, Eden Park. Park. Yeah, they make them. Mm, very nice. They look very smart. They do. Yeah. Uh, and uh, although I would say Chris Robshaw's wearing brown socks with black shoes. That's Idiot. Not, it's not a good look. Black tie, no. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, Mike Brown's got his arms out. Owen Farrell's jumped up out of his chair. They think they've just won the Six Nations. Uh, no. Have you seen Matt Mullen on the far right hand side of the picture, looking exactly like a doorman, with his with his <laughs> arms in front of him and yeah. his tux? Yeah. <laughs> Again, Ireland won without playing especially well. To be fair, a really forward dominated, muscle bound game. Really, it was it was nervy from both teams, wasn't it? Because there was so much on the line. Yeah, and I thought the pairing that played well with the French centres. I thought they did, had a very strong game. Gail, Gail Fick, who looks class. Mm. I really like that guy. Bastro made like his mm. break early on. Or as Eddie Butler calls him, Bastaro. Oh. He really loves his French yeah. pronunciation, doesn't he, Eddie Butler? But he, if that boy could pass, like he's been yeah. poor all tournament, but he made a few really good breaks, made a lot of yards, and if he, there was two chances that he butchered by very, very poor passes. Yeah. He makes five yards in any situation. If they'd have stuck him to tight head for France, they'd exactly. have, uh, have shored up their scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but well done, Ireland. St. Patrick's Day weekend, Brian O'Driscoll's last game. Yeah. It was always going to happen, wasn't it? Yeah, the French actually showed up, which was nice. They haven't showed, yeah. showed up all tournament. Yeah, they really did. But you've got to look on the balance of the whole tournament and Ireland scored the most points for, conceded the fewest points, scored, mm. the, scored the most tries. They really did deserve it. They deserve the title. What have we learned about the countries by the end of the Six Nations? Like, I'll tell you what, here's a good way to look at it. JB, you, you, you've invested in Bitcoin, but you're regretting that a little <laughs> no, bit. No, I'm, I'm going to buy more, Tim, so there. <laughs> uh, you've invested in Bitcoin and you were, you were a financial advisor. Let's do this as if it were each country, 
had a stock price. <laughs> and and, and pre- nice. before the Six Nations... Wow, you, Tim, this is a lot of thought. Before the Six Nations, you'd invested some of your, your hard-earned savings into the countries. Who would you be better off with and who would you be worse off with and by how much? Okay, a, um, let's, uh, let's go with Scotland. So... Uh, Scotland are a non-diversified stock which are falling badly and uh, I recommend selling immediately. Uh, massive, massive liquidity risk and also your capital's in, it, in incredible danger. Um, is, that, is that what you wanted? Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Okay, brilliant. I think England surely is, is the... England are the, right, are the yeah. big risers here. Yeah. yeah, England have got the most out of the tournament, I think. And you, you look at the Welsh squad and the Irish squad, they've got players who are 33, 34, who are either retiring or are declining assets mm. um, or depreciating assets. Good, 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 good again, nice, nice. Like it. Whereas the England team, there was no one that started that game who's over 30. Wow. Uh, I think the average age was like 25, something like that. And so with Stuart Lancaster's top-down management style, not they, only they say good, seem good, they seem... Like they've got a strong 15, but behind that strong 15, they've got promising players to bring in. I yeah. think that's a big difference. They've got depth in virtually every position. The only position where I think they've been short in this tournament has been the wings, mm-hmm. which when players come back to fitness, um, I think they'll have good options. Which is really well. impressive because we said before the tournament, we're a bit concerned about England in the centre, but lack yeah. of depth. <laughs> and then that's wow. it's been a real area the of real, strength. Yeah. I, I'm... I'm pleasantly surprised with twelve trees. Probably any Gloucester supporter can tell you that he's quite quite a good player, but I I didn't I didn't really appreciate it. And as for Burrell, wow, yeah, who'd have thought it? Me and my housemate were having this debate during the England game. Where will Tuolagi fit in, or will he fit in in the summer tour to New Zealand? Lancaster is picking his like first choice team. Where will Tuolagi go in? Or will well, he? Obviously, we've got to see who's in the Premiership final first. Yeah. Oh, well, they, true. They it, won't be involved in it, the first test. Ignore the, ignore the first test. Right. The second test where he's got to pick his first... Everyone's available to him, yeah. assuming no further injuries. Burrell's very powerful. I think he's got much better hands. Actually, he wouldn't... Well, that, my, yeah, really, has he? No, I, We're I judging Tuolagi on one game back yeah. as well. That's, oh, no, let's judge him on, on, on everything. And I, say, I, you know, what kind of player is he? He's, he's I a think, guy with immense physical strength. I think Tuolagi has actually got really good hands. Burrell is very good at sucking players in and offloading, mm. but I don't think his distribution's very good. So I don't think you could move Burrell to 12 because you need someone with good distributing, good kicking to take mm. pressure off Farrell because Farrell's look really good having 12 trees alongside him. To, yeah, to, I completely agree with that. I, so so uh, Burrell... 12, 12, 12 trees is basically uh, Farrell's comfort blanket now. Yeah, and, and Mike Brown as well has done it really well. He's coming as first receiver, particularly in defence. He's got a big left boot. And his distribution as well is good. So having those two does take pressure off uh, off Farrell. So for me, it's a straight shootout between Burrell and Tuolagi at 13, unless you're willing to consider Tuolagi for one of the wing positions. It seems a waste. Yeah. It seems wasted. It does a bit. And it uh, seems a bit of a risk as well. And also, just looking towards the future, I mean, I really like Kyle Eastman um, to come in at, at 12. at 12. I mean, he's not been used yet. Whether Stuart Lancaster deems him as a suitable personality or, or, or whatnot, I don't know. I think he'll tour to um, New Zealand. And then the next one, uh, Samming Slam. Slamming, Slamming Sam. Slamming Sam. Slamming Sam. Slam. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he'll be playing in the second row. Samming Slam. <laughs> he will not be in the second row, though. It's, lud- it's a ludicrous thing. In terms of uh, going back to the, the stock prices thing, I would have said before the Six Nations, um, you'll have to remind us of what our predictions were for in a second, but I would have thought 
um, investing in Wales would have been like investing in a sort of guaranteed return but low return sort of government yeah, low, bond low risk, low or return. ISO or something. Because that's what you would have thought. Like, oh, they'll, they'll be they'll be solid again. But like a, like a bond fund. But they were very much kind of up and down. They creaked, and then they had a really strong performance, yeah. and then they actually they were very volatile. Yeah, very, yeah, very volatile. So no. not not a solid they, bond fund. They, they were the Bitcoin of the Six Nations team. Exactly Six what Nations. they were. I think this is all to do with their game plan. I think their plan A against the weaker teams is excellent. Like they demolished. Absolutely demolished Scotland and who, France. They've got and, two, and they yeah they, they they've got two record from, victories. The Six Nations. So, but, but their performances against both England and Ireland were very poor as well. I would say if they're going to be a stock, it'd be like the co-op. We don't really know what they are. It's all a bit mysterious. <laughs> before we go any further, Phil, what did we all? What did the three of us predict before the Six Nations was going to happen? So oh, this is great. So we all made our predictions. Uh, out of 18 positions, because we all put, picked six teams to finish in yeah. one to six, we got two, cumulative of two pe- teams in the right position, and that was Tim. You said that Scotland would be fifth and Italy would be sixth. Every other team we got wrong. So Jay said Wales would win. They finished third. Tim, <laughs> me and you said France would win. Yeah, wow. Oh, Interestingly, all three of us said Ireland would be the next best team. And then Jay said France in third and England in fourth, whereas Tim, me and you said England in third and Wales in fourth. So actually, if, you, if we could just, if me and you, Phil, could just take France off the top and slot it in at number four, yeah, then we'd have got it and then bang it would, on. Yeah, pretty much. So out of 18 guesses, we've got two right in there yeah. with Tim's. Well, let yes. me tell you, that shows you exactly the sort of expertise you're exactly. rolling with by listening to this podcast. <laughs> That's what you get, I'm yeah. afraid. We, we grossly overestimated France. And our rugby knowledge. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, our predictions were absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, yours were a great deal better um, because we invited you to come and join our private league on the ESPN Six Nations Fantasy Tournament. Out of the three of us... Uh, I know exactly where we all are. Um, oh, go on, go on. Jay finished 98th. Wow. Out of how many? Uh, 133. 133. Mm. Um, I finished 97th. <laughs> <laughs> And Tim finished 65th. Well done, Tim. Which uh, is, is not really it's not impressive. Very good. Uh, that's like mid-table. But I did that. But I, the reason I did that is I scored loads of points the, the last round of matches because I forgot to change my team. I so the, 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 less I tinker, the less I tinker, the better I do. Yeah, I forgot to change my team at the end. But so. we should say at this point, uh, many congratulations to Ben Davey, the manager, coach of the winning team in our Egg Chasers podcast league. His team named Bournemouth Irish. Uh, and happy St. Patrick's Day as well. Ben David, well done. You've got that uh, BT Sport signed ball or the Newport Gwent Dragons signed jersey to choose from. What about the League of Leagues? Because last week we said... We were we were top last Uh-oh. week. Come on. Of all the private leagues... Worldwide. There's like a... Which is worldwide. So it's which league collectively, when you put everyone in, is the best league in the world... Uh, well, I can confirm that we held our position as the best private league in the world. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, by no less than 25 points ahead of the, the next best team, which was Rugby Banter. Not so funny now, are you, Rugby Banter page? <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much to everyone. Thank you if you got involved in our Six Nations League. We are collectively, even if you didn't win, we are collectively part of the most informed, educated knowledgeable rugby leagues in the world so well done oh.
Oh, I didn't mean to hit Whoa, that. Wow. Sorry wow. That. What, what, what was that? Oh, that was, it's actually called, it's sort of appropriate. I accidentally hit a button called Cheesy Winner Bed. Oh, oh nice. Let's, let's, let's do that. Oh, hold on a minute. I can't find it anymore. Well, <laughs> let me play this then, because we, we won. We won! <laughs> We're the best league in the world! <laughs> I can't speak! I can't speak! <laughs> Typical warriors! <laughs> Brilliant, well done. When I hear that music, it makes me want to go and uh, like, assemble toys like an elf. <laughs> Actually, while we're talking about the fact that uh, the people that were getting involved in the in the fancy league, let's also mention some of the tweets and stuff we've got over the last week. Oh, yeah. We've got loads to at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, the Bodfax did quite well. Mm-hmm. Before we leave the Six Nations, let's just... Um, we talk Bodfax. So we said on the last podcast, come up with a Bodfax and say something about Brian O'Driscoll. Here's a few of my favourites uh, that I thought I'd share. This one from Joe Dawson. When Brian O'Driscoll was born, he drove his mother home from the hospital. <laughs> Bod fact. <laughs> <laughs> Todd Prisk says, Brian O'Driscoll likes his meat so rare, he only eats unicorns. <laughs> Bod fact. James Boker, or Bowker. Uh, Brian O'Driscoll is Danger's middle name. Okay. Which is very good. Steve Greeny says, Brian O'Driscoll went for a Sunday bike ride in Paris and ended up winning the Tour de France. <laughs> Bod fact. Uh, Jesus can walk on water. Brian O'Driscoll can swim through land. Says Michael Griffiths. <laughs> I enjoyed those. They were very good. Uh, also, we've got Fatty Matty here. He says, please give a shout out to the Exeter Chiefs for the weekend. Sandy Park will be rocking. Yeah, they, um, congratulations again on your victory in the LV Cup final. And Greg Neal says, lads, have you got any suggestions for kangaroo court punishments? Uh, so Greg has got one coming up. And there'll be a lot of people who have kangaroo courts from time to time. Mm. Does Sedgley Park, they must have a kangaroo court every now and again. Yeah, do, yeah. Do they uh, confiscate your protein for one week or something? <laughs> what's <laughs> your, uh, what's, like, what, do you ever have a role in the kangaroo court or are you very much just part of the mass? Uh, yeah, normally part of the mass. Um, normally hiding, trying not to make eye contact with any of the judges. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas JB, you're quite often like the I, social I, secretary or whatever. I run, I run the court. Uh yeah, we we had a, f- a few things. A lot of them are actually borrowed from Phil's old, old university, Lan- uh, Lancaster. Mm. But my favourite one is the hard work desk. Oh, where... the hard work desk. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> you get a desk. Uh, you sit someone at the desk with, uh, well, a, originally it was a desk which would open and inside would be the, uh, but, a delicious liquid treats. It was it was a kid's old school desk. So it was I like... The, thing, the old wooden... Yeah. Stuff, like two foot off the ground, tiny little thing with the opening lid and there would be some horrible punishment in there that if someone had been hard work that week not come out on a booze or um, refusing to do something they would get given the hard work desk for that week but obviously it's a lot of curiosity for everyone else to try and find out what's in the hard work desk but do not ever whatever you do get caught peeking in the hard work desk do not do that if it's if it's not your turn to look in there, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I I've set up my hard work, work desk on in the middle of the pitch, so we have our court <laughs> session inside. So the person outside has to do their hard work. They're not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to talk. Um, talk to people. Yeah. Engage in any communication whatsoever. And they're not allowed to rejoin until they've until completed their gone. hard work. Until it's all gone. And what sort of drink punishments are we talking? Oh, I I, I think as a solid base for a drink punishment is special brew, and then you add you add from <laughs> oh. there. It, it normally used to be like. Kind of a standard would be three doubles, and then it would be it's a bit of special brew, just to lighten the yeah, load. Anything, yeah, anything, anything upward of that. See, uh, that, that that sounds civilized. One thing I, you know, having done a few in my time, I, I've sometimes got 
people running them who did the old like in a shoe and then anything and then just fag butts and all sorts of shit. Yeah, I'm not into. I'm, I'm not, into, not that. into. I'm really not into that. I don't mind drinking my beer from a shoe. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's fine. fine. That's fine. And through the sock, yeah, I've done that easy. But I don't like foreign objects in there. No, 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 no. That's not for me. So, so Greg, yeah, keep it, keep it normal liquid, and and yeah. Another one. More. I've got. I've got loads actually. I won't go through them all. You want some cling film or something like that, or some gaffer tape and two sticks, and you want to make someone straight arm drink. That's... <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh right, you make like a splint, a splint for their and and, <laughs> and they just have to drink and they have to pour pour on themselves. It's great. Just in case you can't work it out, you use cling film and a, and a stick to make their like a splint so their arms cannot bend. You're correct. And then they have to drink, which involves lifting it up basically above your head and pouring it onto your own face. Uh, there's roulettes where you have to just pick the drinks. So you come up, you say yeah, three or four drinks is your fine. So you have to neck three or four drinks. Half a water, half a vodka. So sometimes you get. Oh wow, that's great! Uh, oh, we we uh, we used to have a game called Royal Rumble. This is not um, not for Kangaroo Court, but it's um, <laughs> so everyone you have a limit at the bar, like five or ten pounds, something like that, and you have to buy what you think is a terrible, terrible drink, <laughs> or you can buy what looks like a terrible drink, but it's actually really easy. And then everyone puts them in the middle. And you pull names out of a hat, the first person gets first choice of drink. Brilliant. Oh, that's a great idea. It's a really, really good game. So when you're down to like the last five or six and there's five or six that look horrendous in there, yeah. you, you, what you want is one like yours to look terrible, but, <laughs> but it's actually really easy. Who invented that? It's a, it's a brilliant I'll game. It's a great what, game. The, like, the word hero is too frequently used but in that case <laughs> have you never played Royal Rumble? no ah fantastic uh, we had one similar called Charlton Breakout uh, well or Weatherspoon's Breakout where you all put in 20 quid to a kitten you're not allowed to leave Weatherspoon oh, until it's gone it sounds quite easy but Christ it it's goes hard. a long way in Weatherspoon's yeah it does and you've got time limits well, uh, uh, there's all sorts of stuff in fact actually why don't we open that, that up to Twitter yes um, one of the last kangaroo courts I did at Sedgley we uh had a PowerPoint presentation. It's done up, upstairs in a, like one of the function rooms. Thirty odd lads with a PowerPoint presentation for every single player <laughs> on, on why why they should be should be fined. Oh, I'll, I'll coach did a, a Stuart Lancaster esque presentation prior to the season, and uh, me and your housemate Steve got 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 hold of it, and we just changed all of his very very serious words to things like you know. Why I like men so much? <laughs> just different headings. We had, we had. Um, oh God, this is a few seasons ago with a, a an old coach. He was, he was a good coach. He had tigers written down the board, and for each one he had like um, so T was for teamwork. <laughs> and the, the nickname and, of Sedgley is Tigers. Yeah, Sedgley, by the way, Sedgley, just Sedgley Tigers. And for I, he had intelligence. <laughs> Spelt wrong. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more ironic than spelling intelligence wrong. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good shout, actually, JB. Any more, any more um, kangaroo court suggestions, punishments, or night out, team night out ideas that, that you've done at your club or you've heard of, and then we can share them with not only Greg Neal, who's obviously organising one for his club, uh, but also for well other rugby fans around the world. Mm. So at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, and we'll get that one going this week. Uh, right. Six Nations done, dealt with. Uh, LV Cup, well done, Exeter Chiefs again. Bosch dealt with. Uh, we do have a 15. I'm really, really excited about this 15. Are you not, are you not nervous, Tim? <laughs> uh, I'm so looking forward to your um, disclaimer. Uh, yes, actually. This is the man that did a disclaimer before the food and drink 15, so how are you going to deal with uh, the prison 15 is beyond me. 
Yeah, we'll have to be careful with this one. So, Jailbird 15. <laughs> What is this? Wow. The bill. Yeah, now I know it. <laughs> so it's a jailbird 15 or brushes with the law 15. Now, lads, right? I'm, I'm an experienced broadcaster, so I know there is a code and there are legal... Well, defamation is a real thing which you can really get sued for. All right, well, yeah. these people maybe did what we were accusing them of. We don't know. Right. Yeah. So well, I do know. We're going to pick a 15 for people that have had a brush with the law. The inspiration for this is incredible, and I'm going to let Phil, you take centre stage, because you found this story. This is amazing. Yeah, it just appeared last night. What was it? So, um, after the England-Italy game, um, a man, an, a, an English man, was in Rome, was taken to the England Hotel because he was drunk and disorderly, and the Spanish, uh, Spanish Italian police had got hold of him, and he told them that he was... Uh, a key person in the England rugby squad. <laughs> he told them he was in the 15. Yeah, a key player in the England rugby team. Uh, they took him to the England rugby's team hotel. And yeah, so basically they were going to arrest him. He refused to get in the car. And yeah, like you said, he said, I'm, I'm in the England team. And they said, oh, God, we better take him to the take hotel. Take him to the hotel, they'll deal with him. And it turns out he wasn't. He was just some drunken England fan. The he team official, the, the England team official uh, said, What's his, uh, let me have a look at him. I've never ever seen that man before in my life. But fair play, he must be a bit of a slice if he could convince Italian yeah. police he was in the England rugby team. I've convinced someone that has a, well, a Welsh international once on a night out. There is a, there's a picture in there, he is. What? What? You can't just let that, <laughs> let that comment throw it. You convinced someone you were a Wales international? Yeah, I was hammered. I, th- I thought it was some good chat. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's quite a big lad. Who does he play for? Uh, Joshua Goldsworthy. Good lad. Oh, he seems like, he seems like a top boy. <laughs> Very uh, drunken state and very abusive hold. towards the officers. So that's obviously not to be condoned. Yeah, no. But, yeah, okay. Everything these people do is not to be condoned. And if we oh, laugh yeah. heartily at, at their exploits, it's not because we appreciate them or, or, or we think they're, they're heroic, just because we think they're a bit funny. Yes, that's exactly. It. So that was the inspiration. So I'm going to go for a different bit of music now. This is the theme from Starsky and Hutch back in the 80s. Mm. <laughs> Right. Is so, this the opening music to uh, my my new reality TV show called Burrell and Tompkins? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Burrell and Tompkins. Uh, so we're going to pick players, a 15 of players who have had some skirmishes with the law, have had a brush with the law, potentially have been convicted of something, and we're going to come up with uh, for le- a team. For legal reasons, can we have a convicted stamp? So if we know, <laughs> like a sound stamp, so if we know they actually went to jail, like... And all, you know. well, we can put up the sound effect. Convicted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I like that. <laughs> Free. Convicted. <laughs> yeah. All right. Never went to court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on then. So we'll start in the front row. I bet there's a few in the mm. front row. I'll tell you what. Uh, what is it with back rows and crime? Uh, back, back row. Front row. Front back, row. No, no. But I'm just saying, in general. All oh, right. Back row. Back row and crime. Just love it. And. Uh, <laughs> Try, try and search for a rugby league player who doesn't have a criminal record. Oh, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll have a lot. It's <laughs> yeah. a long, long search. Um, okay, so I am going to go in the front row with a guy called Bees Roo. Bees Roo. Bees Roo. Sounds South African. Yeah, correct, it is. Bees Roo, I think, is a Blue Bulls player. He. <laughs> it's not funny. I'm You're not right, I'm getting nervous already. <laughs> The story goes something like this. Bees Roo was driving home and a policeman stopped him and tried to rob him. 
three corrupt policemen. So he killed a policeman. Uh, he then had to uh, disappear off and play in... Um, play in pl- France. Play in France for two years. I just, yeah, I just found and his... Na- uh... And now he's back. The man's a monster. Why are uh, you trying to rob him? I what? do not know. He can he can kill a man and then go and play in France. Was he convicted? He was he was given a five year he was convicted given a five year prison convicted <laughs> <laughs> suspended on the condition that he paid uh, seven hundred thousand rand to the widow of the police officer. That's like which sounds like a that sounds much. like corruption in itself. Kevin Yates would be another potential prop like with the, the ear biter. I mean, I don't think I don't now know. he wasn't convicted. No. Was he? Not convicted, <laughs> <laughs> but he did. But he did admit to doing it. And it seemed, I seen a lot at the time. That seemed like there's a lot made made of that as to actually what it was. I mean, it's not killing a police officer. Fair enough. In Kevin, Yeager's I mean, defense. look. I mean, there's levels within levels here. Uh, Matt Stevens could be another one. Convict? No, not convicted. No. Just, just uh, uh, out of court. Naughty. Just a, just Very a, naughty. A, a naughty <laughs> RFU ban. <laughs> uh, Craig Mitchell. This, yes. this this all makes me laugh. Okay. He's not part of the Lions. He's kind of like, it's kind of like you're having a birthday party and someone invites some idiots who you don't really know, but you kind of know him and he comes in and causes a disturbance. Well, he'd been playing in Japan, hadn't he? Had he? With the Welsh squad over, over ah. the same period. So it was just a short eight-hour flight from Japan to... Hang around with the cool kids. Yeah, to go and watch the Lions. So he was there as a fan. A suspended six-month sentence for, for, for a pub roll. Caution! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Who do you want your front row to be, Jay? Um, is there more? Uh, well, I've put in Dorian West because I was struggling for hooker. So, uh, he's oh, doing... no, I've got a hooker. Oh, go on. Uh, he's been mentioned on the podcast before for this as well. Andrew Hoare. He was convicted. Go on. Convicted! <laughs> <laughs> for shooting and killing protected fur seals <laughs> in New Zealand. Oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Seal clubbing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made our he made our rock star fifteen because he likes clubbing. He likes clubbing. <laughs> not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> uh, I, I went for Dorian West because he's a copper. Mitchell Hoare and Beesru. Beesru, yeah. definitely. Got a seal clubber, uh, a convicted murderer, cop wow. killer, cop killer, and um, uh, just assault. And assault. For, for Craig Mitchell seems to be keeping some rum company there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, so... Mm. Second row. Second row. Uh, I found this guy called Phil Jones. Have you found Phil, Phil I, Jones? I, I'm aware of, of Phil Jones. I was worried. I used to play with a, a guy called Phil Jones. It when, it, when it came up, I was worried it was the same one. But thankfully Tell me about it wasn't. I've never heard of Phil Jones. Phil Jones, 58 years old, used to play for Her- um, Hereford. And uh, Luctonians. Oh, yeah, of course. Nipped on a plane to Spain, hid in someone's flat, and then beat, and then beat them to death, and then nipped back. It, it oh, was God. convicted. 17 years in prison. Wow. There's a guy that's currently playing at Nottingham. Oh, and N- N- Nilas Keogh. Nilas Keogh, yeah, who uh, is 26 years of age and was spared a jail sentence that would have ended his sporting career. He punched a 56-year-old victim, then threw a chair at him when he was unconscious. Do you know what? Following a loss at cards. <laughs> wow. There is actually a bit of this, which is a little bit funny. He threw a chair at a guy called Mr Frisbee, which is kind of ironic. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what happened to Mr. Frisbee? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've got another rugby union player. Go um, someone who I, I think I played against. 
Coventry second row in mid 2000s um who was convicted convicted uh, for 15 years Ooh. um for lots and lots of offenses including supplying class A drugs uh, theft burglary things like that he ran an organized drug gang while playing uh, well, <laughs> how organised was it? Or was well, that just a, but was it good was... enough to earn hundreds of thousands of pounds wow. from it? Wow. Not was good it... enough to stop him from getting caught and 15 years in prison. Mm. The only other one I got was Wade, Actually, no. Wade Dooley, who was, who was a policeman. The same reasons as uh, Dorian West. But, no. I did, I did hear a good story about uh, Wade Dooley the other, the other day, told by Will Carlin. He said when they were preparing to play Australia in, I can't remember what year, some, sometime in the early 90s, all the players did detailed analysis of their opposite man um and in the the team meeting they had to and anna- like do a little presentation on Probably what before f- the world cup final in 91 maybe may well have been yeah mm-hmm. they had to do a detailed presentation on what they'd found out about the, their opposite man <laughs> and wade dooley's opposite man was john eels and wade dooley announced that john eels is an art student well what else wade what else is there well, that's it. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's great. I reckon for throwing a chair, frisbeeing a chair, Miss Frisbeeing a chair, Mister Frisbee, Neilis Keo, along with the uh, either Phil Jones, Phil Jones, Phil Jones, Phil Jones. Yeah. Um, oh, second rows. Although running oh, a drug ring, because Neilis Keo didn't go to jail, he was spared jail because it would have ended his, his sporting career. Uh, yeah. The other two have had 17 and 15 years in yeah, prison. Let's put them in. Let's put respectively. them in. With an honourable mention for Neilis, who's still playing for Nottingham yeah. Rugby. Yeah. Um, okay. Or a dishonourable mention, whichever way you want to look at it. Back rows. There are some pretty horrific things oh going on here. Oh my God, aren't there? Um, now, what's more scary than Jerry Collins? Jerry Collins carrying a knife in a Japanese department store being chased by Brazilian gangsters. That's what's more <laughs> scary than Jerry, Jerry Collins. <laughs> it's such a ludicrous story. Well, I don't know. We need to check our legalities on this story. No, no, that's all checked out. Uh, Did he get any convictions or anything? Yeah. Or? It uh, was, no, he was definitely held by police. I don't think he was actually convicted of anything. Accused. <laughs> it's like, isn't it? Someone has just got a bag of words and pulled them out in a random in a random order. Yeah, yeah. Jerry Collins is running away from Brazilian gangsters in, in a, a Japanese, Japanese department, department store, store with, with a, a knife. knife. Yeah, you wouldn't win that if, you, if that was your guess included. That wouldn't normally win, would it? <laughs> Jerry Collins in the Japanese department store with a samurai knife. Do you know what? There is an element that we could make an egg chasers board game here. Something like Cluedo. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> oh, there's so many back rows. Um, Andy Powell oh, obviously springs, springs to mind. I, I, if no one gets this, uh, there's one it here which is just outstanding, quite frankly. Real commitment to illegal activity and a very famous player. Go on. Ex-French captain. Marc Session. Session. Oh, yes. He was described as the quiet man of French rugby. Um, this is so so terrible. Shot his wife in front of 60 guests. So uh, I, I don't know what she'd done. Oh, God. But that's uh, that's quite something. And he was convicted. Uh, there's Tony Neary from Broughton Park who uh, oh, yes. who stole a little bit of cash. He played a British Alliance test in 77. He was an England international. <laughs> there was Trevor Brennan. Trevor Brennan from oh, Toulouse waded into the crowd and punched someone. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Canton off style. That was, that was pretty impressive. Ago Sessegnon and Jerry Collins. Yeah, I like the Jerry Collins. Even though I, he didn't do... 
He got, he got fined and released, but he was fined for carrying the knives rather than anything. No, wait, can I just stick up for Andy Powell here? It may not be as vicious, but what I love about the Andy Powell, right, they just they just won a big match. He's on, uh, driving the wrong way up the M4, over the limit. But then, this I love this sentence here. He told the court that he commandeered the vehicle to go and get some munchies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said in a, in a court. I thought he'd go get some munchies. <laughs> I'd like Paul in yeah, there. Paul, I think it's ridiculous. Paul in, Session, and Jerry Collins. It's pretty fearsome back row. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Fly, uh, halfbacks then. Oh, well, there's the obvious, isn't there? Quaid Cooper. Oh, sorry. Oh, Ooh, giving it away. Um, Mike Phillips. Well, Mike Phillips and Danny Kerr. Danny Kerr. Both at, yeah, both Danny Kerr, definitely. Danny Kerr's had a few issues with drink, drink driving. But Danny Kerr seems to have learnt. Yeah. Well, he, he got dropped from the England squad. Yeah. As Mike Phillips got suspended from the Welsh squad a few years ago. Danny Kerr Kerr was serving a drink-driving ban and then was caught urinating on the wall of a building after a night out. Is that really a crime, though? Just weeks after being taken into court for drunken disorderly behaviour. So it was a hat trick trick for Danny Kerr. It was about three years ago, wasn't it? Commitment to the cause. Mike Phillips has a load of pictures of him being arrested outside of McDonald's in Cardiff. Is he arrested or has he been held down by bouncers? Uh, I thought he was arrested. But anyway, there's pictures of him being held on the ground. Outside mm. of McDonald's in the middle of the night. Good. Uh, oh, let's go Danny Kerr at nine. Okay. Okay. Now, ten. You've already said Quay Cooper. Quay Cooper. Tell us why Quay Cooper. Well, he got done for robbery, did he not? He did. For you, burglary. Burglary. Do you know the story behind this? Or the uh, rumour? I think I know the story, but go, go for the rumour. Apparently, he was trying to steal back compromising pictures of him and, him and another man, is the rumour. I did hear that rumour. Maybe from you, though, Jay. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That is... That's a, that's a, that is rumour. There you go. That will not get you out of court for defamation. That's just a rumour. Oh, really? I don't know the defamation laws, but I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances on that one. Um, which is quite, quite quite interesting. And it's quite a, hard to find a halfback that's... Uh, I thought you were going to say it's quite hard to find the fit pictures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've searched and you've searched and you've searched. <laughs> I have actually searched for the pictures. They're not there. So... <laughs> You got to think if, if they did exist, they'd be on the internet somewhere. I would just be the voice of reason and say that the charges for that alleged burglary were dropped after a mediation process between Quade Cooper and the complainant. And so we'll uh, we'll, we'll move on then. Phil, have you got a different one? Um, Danny Cipriani uh, was caught stealing a bottle of vodka from a nightclub in yeah. Melbourne. Now, this is a weird one, isn't it? Because do you remember when he was caught in a club in London, like, at two o'clock before England were to play? He said, I was handing over tickets to a friend, and that I don't drink. Yeah. Well, he drinks Nethquick. But um, other than <laughs> well, that... We know, yeah, we know that. Cheers. Nethquick chocolate. <laughs> Malibu and pineapple. But other than that, why would he then go and steal a bottle of vodka? Uh, no, I've really struggled for centres. Ollie Barkley? I almost think it makes up for it when uh, Ollie Barkley tackled the rugby fan dressed as Goldilocks. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Ooh, I've never seen that. Oh. Was it? Was it at Sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Yeah, I was there. I was the match announcer on the night. Awesome, Goldilocks. There he goes. Hey! <laughs> I bet the crowd loved that. <laughs> I just want to say Ollie Barkley was charged, not <laughs> never convicted. <laughs> um, and actually, we could te- we could pair him up with his old Gloucester, Gloucester teammate. Mike Tyndall. Yeah, I've who, got Mike uh, Tyndall. Through Mike... dwarfs. <laughs> uh, drink driving conviction. You could also team up with Shantaine, Har- Shantaine Harpe. No. No, <laughs> no we couldn't. Yeah. Well, we think we could. Well, the police at one stage thought they could. Yes, but they can't. But do, do you know the story, Tim? No. 
Leslie Vinacolo uh, was out in Gloucester, I think, punched someone in the jaw, broke their jaw, uh, got arrested and told the police that his name was Shantane Happy. Oh, yes. Uh, and he, he did get convicted. Uh, Leslie Vinacolo did get convicted for that. So Shantane Hobby can't make the team. Maybe like uh, Le- Le- Leslie Vinacolo, except he's rubbish. Um, <laughs> Bastero? Oh, yeah. The New Zealand incident. Oh, yeah. my word. Yeah. I mean, no conviction. That was no, just... No, no. Incred- he did have a brush with the law. Yeah. Because they... Inve- brush with the law only. Because <laughs> they investigated... He, he, he His assault. Yeah. yeah. He said he was coming home after a couple of drinks and he was assaulted by three men. Uh, police looked for the CCTV footage, found nothing, and he later admitted that he was drunk in his own hotel room and fell over and banged his head on the coffee table. And that's why he got a, a <laughs> cut and a bruise on that's, his head. That's why he got um, suspended. Did Tualangi get investigated or something after he jumped off the ferry? Probably not. It'd be ridiculous. That was just heroic. Yeah. I love yeah. That. I love that's that. good. That's for the Hero 15 for that's, another day. Yeah, yeah. Um, without a doubt. There's one more I was thinking of. Oh, um, of course, and there's dwarf tossing, but that's not illegal unless, you know. It, it's, it big depends deal. if it's, uh, the, the dwarfs are willing participants. Correct. Another winger? Uh, wingers, I've got Digby Ioni. Yeah, Digby. Tell me about Digby, Digby Ioni, Ioni. Ioni. Bob's Digby. Digby! This was just before the second test of British and Irish Lions this year, or last year. A warrant went out for Digby Ioni's arrest. In between the first and the second tests. Wow, warrant. <laughs> uh, because he failed to turn up to a magistrate's court for a, a trial from a previous assault. Yeah, <laughs> because he was in class as a fugitive. Yeah. Sounds yeah. much cooler than it actually is. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he really did. Fugitive. But I think it all blew over in a couple of days. Where do, where do you start with Wendell Saylor? <laughs> what a list of misdemeanours. Go on, um, list them. Oh, there's, a, there's assault. There is uh, co- uh, cocaine use. Um, there's a road radio accident where he uh, smashed some truck windows. Uh, probably the crown, crown in glory is spitting in a woman's face. So, I mean, real top, real top character. Kind of guy I'd like to build, build a team around. Again, I don't know. I can't verify any of those. I'm trusting JB to... Uh, they were they definitely happened. He hasn't denied them. And Let's just trust JB on that. We, we trust you, Jay. Uh, fullback, um, James O'Connor. Yeah. Has he been arrested? Uh, yeah, well... Not arrested. He had a he had a brush with the law um, because it was during the Lions series, wasn't it? His Australian central contract was ripped up because of an incident at Perth Airport. Well, also- it was it was alleged, alleged, alleged. The playmaker <laughs> was refused entry onto a flight. Um, oh yeah, and then, that, yeah. And then uh, Curtly Beals had similar stuff, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, oh, there was that fight yeah with Gareth Dell, wasn't there? On a on a. Oh, Melbourne yes. Rebels oh, boss. And also, Gareth Thomas has been in loads of fights. Uh, Bridge End, uh, they got into a fight uh, after playing Breathe. Really? So, yeah. so Gareth Delve took all the Melbourne Rebels on a night out, even though the coach had told him not to. They got lost. They got beaten. And Curtly Bill took off his top and was like flexing. And Gareth Delve said, put it back on. He wouldn't. So they had a big old fish. Gareth Delve? Del- I think Gareth Delve's dad was like Mr. Universe. Body, yeah. Mr. Wales. Bodybuilder, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, in terms of when I was at Bath, same time when Ollie Barkley was coming through, um, Gareth Delve was coming through, you've never seen a more unbelievable specimen as a young guy coming through, a more dominant young player as Gareth Delve. He could have been, if he wasn't so injury prone, I know. he could have been the world's best number eight. He was unbelievable. Wow. The, the, uh, the Welsh management used to love him, yeah. absolutely love him. Yeah, uh, Zach Guildford we've forgotten about. Oh, we yes. mentioned him oh, in yeah. our Rock and Roll 15. Yeah, of course. He admitted to being an, al- an alcoholic. Alcoholic. Stunt, <laughs> and he uh, he once went to a bar. Um, like, uh, Did he gatecrash a wedding? 
yeah. And, yeah. and was naked, bleeding, wet, and completely assault, assault, assaulted two of the wedding party. Yeah. I have a certain image of that of event in my mind, and I never wanted, to, never wanted it to change. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think we kind of got away with that unscathed, fortunately. Oh, oh well, well, well where, where would this, uh, where would this team be based? Of, oh, a ground. Mm, you can have a ground. I've actually, it's not a ground which I've got. It's, it's, a, it's a place where they'd all go. Uh, rugby jail in North Dakota is a place. Oh, really? So there you go. Yeah, nice. rugby. In fact, that sounds very apt for a rugby jail. In the middle of nowhere, no rugby's played. So if you're bad, you go to rugby jail in North Dakota. <laughs> Out of that unscathed. However, if you don't hear an episode 26 of the Egg Chasers <laughs> podcast, it's because uh, JB's defamation has meant we've been shut down. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, right, well, I'll tell you what, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, if you want to get in touch about that, um, maybe to begin legal proceedings against JB's defamation or anything else, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Um, I'll tell you what, we should look ahead because it's the return of the Premiership finally this weekend coming um, thing. Yeah. Glad to see the Premiership back and there's some pretty interesting games. There's what, there's six rounds of matches to go before mm-hmm. the normal season is over. Top four is where the main battle is unless Worcester can get a victory at home to London Wasps. That's the first game on Friday night, 7.45pm kickoff. What, they, how, how do you rate their chances, Tim? London Wasps have not been playing well, but they will have some of their international players like Joe Launchbury and whatnot back mm. and available, which could make a big difference. Mm. Worcester have been so close to winning. I think this is the one they're going to get, you know? I think they might. I think they could pull this one off. You know what? Just looking at the table, Worcester on five points so far. Yeah, they, they they can stay up. Yeah, Newcastle are only on sixteen yeah. points. They beat. Yeah. They've got Newcastle to come. Worcester win that. It's it's on. Mm. I, I, th- I think Worcester have to win this game. They have to. Wasps at home. I tend to think they they might. You know. Um, Ooh, they've had sixteen attempts so far and, and failed won, on every single won, account. No, maybe I'm completely. But they stupid. have. Like, I, I'm going to sound like Dean Ryan here, but they have been getting better. They are scoring <laughs> points. They, they've. Had some very narrow losses. They only lost by one point to Leicester, or one or two points to Leicester a few weeks ago. It might be these narrow losses, you know, which uh, keep keep keeping them in it. These bonus Where they get points, bonus points. Yeah, they're not winning a calendar year in the Premiership. Uh, on to Saturday then, and well, this is a real test for Sale. Mm-hmm. Who have they got? They've got Northampton at home on Saturday. Well, Northampton will be a shell of a team after a devastating LV Cup loss. Mm. I mean, Northampton have looked pretty... Again, it's, it'll be interesting to, to see what Jim Mallander does with incorporating his internationals again. you think yeah, probably he's... Dylan Hartley and Tom Wood and Luther Burrell have probably earned a week off. And Courtney Laws. It might be good to rest those players for a week. Yeah. So that if he does, that would give Sale a good chance. Yeah. Gloucester, Newcastle. Mm, you back Gloucester. You have to back, back Gloucester for that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Sarri's, Quinn's. Should be a good game. That'll be a good game. Again, the power of Saris, I can't look past them at home, but yeah. they haven't been playing as well as they, they have done. They got hammered by Northampton, albeit in the LV Cup. Yeah. They've recently beaten at home by London Irish. Um, yeah. And they haven't played particularly well. They'll also be aware that they can get top spot. They're only two points behind Northampton, yeah. so I think they'll just have enough at home to, uh, to win that one. And... London Irish against London Irish West <laughs> Saturday evening. Uh, Bath visit the Medeski Stadium. Ooh, the, the way it makes it difficult, but it's got to be Bath, isn't it? The power of Bath. You, 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 logic would dictate they'll, they'll get a victory. And then this is a really tasty game. I'm very much looking forward to Sunday. Leicester Tigers hosting Exeter Chiefs. Mm. Exeter don't need to qualify for the Heineken Cup anymore in the top six. I know. Awesome. I eh? wonder how the LV Cup victory might affect them mentally. They're going to kick on, though. 
Good Ex- team. Exeter. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely going to kick on, and that's the big win that they, win that they they needed. They've been losing top teams almost every time that they meet them, so now that I think that's critical. I think, surely they can't turn Leicester over at Welford Road. I think Lots. Leicester Tigers with a centre partnership of Anthony Allen and Manu Tuolagi, yeah, with Gonover outside. Oh yeah, I, I just think mm. that's that's a three quarter line. So yeah, I, I would back Leicester. As would I at home. As would I. And then uh, it's back-to-back Premiership weekends. We've got a couple uh, more matches next week. So, um, yeah, enjoy watching the rugby this week. Uh, keep talking to us about the rugby this week at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. And uh, and we'll be back for the next podcast, hopefully, unless JB's had us... Uh... Killed by <laughs> one of the one of our Killed team. By... Yeah. <laughs> um, right, we'll see you on the next podcast. I'll edit that now, slip. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 